Morning Cinema! Hey listeners, I know you may be expecting an episode reviewing Batman Returns, but we had some technical difficulties around getting that up for you this week. So we are bringing forward our review of Death Becomes Her. So enjoy our review of Death Becomes Her this week. Two drinks in a mile. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. We are two brothers reviewing movies two drinks at a time. Hello, Brett. Hello, Lee. It feels like it's been ages, but it has just been one week. One week and one day. Oh, and one day, okay. Yeah, we did an early one. Uh, That's why it feels like it has been a while. But we are just going to go straight into reviewing the movie titled Death Becomes Her. Yes. And... For a long time, I didn't get it because I didn't think the becomes word was like that is very becoming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, it almost wasn't called that. Oh, really? Well, not almost. Oh, actually, should we really should do the that. drink first. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's not jump straight into. So this is, what is this, Brett? This is a death becomes her. Oh, okay. It is a twist on a zombie Cocktail. Oh, okay. Have they right. put something in it to bring it back to life? What it is, is it's you've got one shot of Bacardi. Yep. Half a shot of Malibu. Okay, two rums. Half my coconut a shot, rum too, my favourite. Yep, half a shot of Captain Morgan's. Okay. It's quite a rummy drink. It's a rum-based drink. And then you say. do like 120 mils of pineapple juice. Yep. And you do a bit of, couple of drops of absinthe. Oh, okay. That's the little twist I put on it. Yep. And then you do a splash, in quotes, splash of lemonade. Oh, a splash of lemonade. Mm. It's come out of the shaker quite foamy. Yeah, because that which was be the, the pineapple juice. Pineapple juice, I guess. Yes. Um, but yeah, you shake it all up and then pour it over ice. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, there's a chip in this glass. Let me <laughs> readjust. Let me get past the foaminess. Yeah, well, guess what I can taste the most? The rum. Malibu. <laughs> yeah, the Malibu. <laughs> um, but there's definitely Captain Morgan spiced rum in there. Look, I don't know how it... I guess because it's a twist, a slight twist on a zombie, that's what makes it relevant to the movie. But I, I was like, should I try come up with a cocktail that looks the same colour pink of the potion? But I was like, nah, I don't, I don't, that colour doesn't exist in nature. No, it doesn't. Uh, it is quite a potion though. Yeah. Anything that can make Meryl Streep attractive <laughs> is quite a potion. <laughs> According to Apple, which is where I rented this movie, this movie is a special effects laden fantasy film. Ooh. Yeah. Laden with special effects. Laden with it special effects. It is quite effects. laden with special effects. You know what else it's we quite laden with? for special effects. Uh, it's quite laden with, and all three of Robert Zemeckis' movies that we've reviewed are quite laden with this, lightning. Yeah, the weather. I was like, why is it always... Fucking raining. Because Robert Zemeckis loves lightning. That's the reason? Obviously. Yeah. Like, like, there's no other reason for it to rain the whole time in Back to the Future, it, The Witches, and Death Becomes Her. Oh, he did The Witches. Yeah. And you know, there's some big old fat rain in Forrest Gump. 
as well. Yeah. Yeah, you don't Lightning. know because you haven't seen it. Uh, probably sometime of the course of the 60 years that the movie yeah, is true. set. There might be true. some lightning. He loves a lightning. Um, and obviously, uh, Alan Silvestri loves the sounds of lightning. Yep. Uh, and he's done the music for this as well. Very different to the last Zemeckis that we reviewed. The, um, I was listening to the music. I'm like, oh, it sounds a bit Danny Elfman. Maybe yep. it's Danny Elfman. I'm like, no, it's Sylvester. It's Alan Sylvester. It's Zemeckis. Yeah. They have a partnership a la William Spielberg. That's true. It's, um, I did think, though, like, are rentals very expensive? Rentals? Like, online renting a movie. Yeah. It was like $6 to rent this. Well, mine was 4 At the days of Blockbuster... It would be like a dollar fifty for a weekly rental. No, yeah, but then because you would get two two overnights and five weeklies on a True. Friday night, you'd go and you'd order your fish and chips, and then you'd go next to, next door to Blockbuster. Yeah, this is exactly what we did most Friday nights, and then you'd go get two overnights, and then you'd each have a choice of a weekly. Yeah, but that would come to the cost of what I paid to rent Death Becomes Her for forty eight hours. Yeah, probably. Yeah, for forty eight hours. That's true. Yeah. Overnights were pretty expensive back in the day. Yeah, because they were brand new. Because yeah. there was actually a decent amount of time between the cinema and the TV. Yeah, well, they had to melt it down and put it on a tape. That's true. Nowadays, it's like melt it down. Yeah. You, you see, if you don't see it in the cinema on Friday, that's okay. You'll see it on Disney Plus on Monday. Yeah, because like Doctor Strange is out on Disney Plus this month. It's crazy how quick that all is happening. And then people are going, why is no one going to the cinema? Well, I'm like, because cause I don't want to leave the house and if I wait two weeks, I can watch it for free. Yeah, and because free, the quotation marks. Cause there are so few movies that are filmed and designed and directed to be seen on the big screen. Yeah. Like Doctor Strange is one of them probably. Um, Top Gun Maverick is one of them. But we talk about that. We talk about those things in our other podcast. Yes. Yeah. That stuff's for the a Odd new, Sox Entertainment Podcast. podcast which uh, we're a couple of episodes in by the time this goes to air. Um, it's very good music. I haven't I seen... Say? Oh, yeah. Alan well, Silvestri, Alan Silvestri. Knocked it out of the park. He did well with a the bit, movie. A bit... um Had a bit of like a Hitchcock feel, the music. Yeah, it's a good balance, I think. And the tone of the movie is a good balance of being a bit scary, but also being a bit funny, in mainly Goldie Horn, and then a bit... Serious and a bit scary. And I think the music does really well for all of that. Yes. As well. Because the music has some bits where it's a bit wacky. Uh, yeah. And so the movies. And, and then some bits where it's a bit scary. The movie is a bit of a mess. But anyway. There's a, a lot good going on. It's clearly. Quickly and a bit frantically. It's. Oh, I haven't seen the movie before. But when they said Madeline Ashton at the start, I'm like, I know that name. Are you sure you hadn't seen it before? Yeah, I haven't seen it before. Right. Madeline Ashton. Yeah, I knew the name. It came to me. But maybe because it's a famous movie. Maybe, yeah. And Meryl it's, Streep it's a cult is thing now. reasonably famous. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah she's about B-grade celebrity. Did you like when someone came out of the theatre and said, she's just awful? Yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> I couldn't... I couldn't... I didn't know if that was on the movie or if that's what I was thinking in my head. I Listeners, I'm not a fan of Meryl generally. No, well, right? we I'm already know that and... As a person. Not that she, I know where. She's yeah. a very good actress. Please don't at me. No, at me. I don't give a shit. No, do you know what? In this, I didn't like her. 
I I actually kind of like her in a comedic stupid role. I thought she way overacted this. Mm, mm. I but, think she's a little bit meant to. Yeah, but as opposed to Bruce Willis's kind of subtle actis- acting. No, this. I know. But <laughs> I was thinking, but I feel like it makes more sense. I don't know. I liked it better from Bruce Willis because Bruce Willis is not long after the great Christmas movie Die Hard, and he is almost he's playing out of character for what he yes. was in Hollywood at this time. Yeah. And I guess Meryl is too because, I don't know, what was she doing in the late 80s? Serious stuff. Like serious stuff. Yeah. yeah. Sophie's Choice was like 10 years before this. Yeah. Or like that one where she plays Lindy Chamberlain and does a terrible accent. That was a few years Yeah, well, that's this. shit ass. That was 1984, I think. Evil I Angels. Think it's 88, but anyway. Anyway, I, I don't think... It didn't sit as well, her going over the top for me as it did for Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. Maybe because I've seen more of Bruce Willis do a bit comedic stuff. Yes. And even there's bits of Die Hard where he's a bit funny or a bit over the top. You know, when you look at the cast, if you had Meryl and Goldie Horn, Yep. And you said, this character is this, you know, bit of a washed up actress who's used to be glamorous, who does a bit of a song and dance. Yeah. And then the other one is this dowdy plain Jane kind of thing. You'd flip them to what they are in the movie. You'd think that Meryl yes. would be the more plain one. But I think that's part of the charm of the movie. Well, I think, yeah, that also making both of... Well, Goldie Horn is not necessarily sexy. Yeah. In most of her roles. So I think to make her, and that red dress did most of the work, let's be honest, in making Goldie Horn sexy. Yeah. Um, as much work as Isabella Rossellini's potion. Neither of them are hot compared to Isabella Rossellini, though. No, ridiculous. <laughs> when she comes it out does of the also pool help. It does also end. help when you're just wearing a necklace and a sarong. Like, <laughs> yeah. When you're only when you've only got your nipples covered by covered jewels. Covered by jewels. That does help. Um, for 72 years old, especially. Yeah, true. Stunning. Um, this start where yep. Meryl is doing the big Broadway thing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> is, it re- I was like, is it really that like walk out of the cinema bad? Not cinema, theatre bad? Yeah. Like, yes, no. it's kind of corny and cheesy and they somehow mix up the story and then put in disco music that kind of doesn't work. But Well, I think also it's based on something that's not meant to be a musical. Yes. I, I kind of missed what it was based on, but I looked it up, but then I didn't write it in my notes. But it's it's based on something that's very serious and shouldn't be a disco musical. Yeah. And yeah. so I think that's part of the reason why people are walking out. They, yeah, She's very clearly washed up, but we don't really get to see her being at the top of her game. No, exactly. We just see that she is washed up now. Yeah. So what did she do before? Stuff like Sophie's she, Choice? She or? did like that movie with Michael Caine that then Goldie Horn's watching when she's all fat and eating 
with her cats. Oh, yeah, and she's watching her die over and over again. Yeah. yeah. That was great. It was a good fat suit it was pretty on good Goldie. Suit. Yeah. And they did very well to make to make Goldie Horn look very plain. Yeah. But I'm not sure they needed to give Bruce Willis hair. I thought that this is the movie after he watched it back went, man, I'm just going to shave it. Yeah, actually. I'm giving up now. I don't think he ever had hair. He had hair. But not that wasn't his hair in the movie. That was a wig. Yeah, a little bit of it, sure. I reckon it was a wig. Okay. Um, I wrote two comments back to back, right? They, they, he, Robert Zemeckis, deliberately shot her in the nut house, the yes. Pinterschloss. Yeah, the Pinterschloss. Yeah. To reference Adam's family. Um, they shot her well to accentuate how fat she'd got. Yeah. And everyone in that group session yeah. is a stereotypical crazy. It looked like the exact same set as One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It may have been. It probably was. Some of the same nut nutters yeah. In, that, yeah. in this. And then the next note that I wrote was everyone's nuts. But that wasn't referring to the Pinderschloss. That was referring to Bruce Willis, Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep. Streep, they are all absolutely mental. Oh yeah, in all their different ways. Yeah. Um the the psychiatrist at the nut house. Yep. Oh yeah, yelling at her. She's not very good, is she? No. It's just like I was like, I was like, you've got to get over her. I'm like, isn't that why you're here to help her do that? Not like I'm sick of hearing about this. <laughs> She's up there with terrible nut house psychologist. She's up there with uh, the guy from Halloween. That lets Michael Myers out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because of that guy that let Michael Myers get out, all of the people in Halloween die. Yeah. Because of the woman that says you have to eliminate Meryl Streep. Yeah. Meryl Streep to, dies. But, but, oh, she well, yeah. she's meant to. But. No, I know, but it isn't her that kills her anyway. True. One thing. Or is it in the anyway? One thing that's a bit spoiled by the poster. So all of a sudden, Goldie Horn is hot. Yeah. And then we learn about the potion. Yes. Are we meant to, when we learn about the potion, go, oh, well, Goldie Horn must have had it? Uh, I don't know. Because she just goes along and is like this beautiful woman. Yeah. And then she gets shot in the guts. And yeah. that seems to be a big reveal that she's had the potion. Yeah. But on the poster, she's shot in the guts. Yes. So I'm like, oh, okay, I think well, you she's know, had the potion. I think you know that they're both not, they both can't die before you go and see the movie. You just don't know how they got there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. The hand effect yeah. is okay. It's all right. It's better than Marty McFly's one. Um, Lucky they all have ugly hands. Like, imagine if you had just had a normal hand and did it was just like it it didn't it didn't change anything. Yeah. What, what was it meant to show me? My hand looks fine. My hand still looks the same. Except that I keep burning myself at the shop. Well in the cafe. Yeah. Got little burns on my hands. Anyway, would it fix that, do you reckon? The potion? Uh yeah. Okay. It would heal you. Oh although it stop yeah, well it heals the cut when she stabs them in the hand. It's a bit like Deadpool. Um, how so? Oh, how, what? 
He can't die. It's healing his cancer. Oh, it's continually healing himself. L cancer. Yeah. 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 You forgot Deadpool. I forgot what the <laughs> I forgot what the premise of Deadpool was and how he is a superhero, but not. Um, when she goes to the Meryl Streep goes to like the secret underground um, plastic surgeon. Oh yeah, yeah. And that woman has the accent. I found that hilarious for some reason. I kept laughing. I, would, I think it was pretty funny, but it the was accent like, or that whole we thing. Could, we could do a collagen buff. A collagen buff. <laughs> like. And then she was clearly like faking her French accent. Yeah, and then when the boss comes in, she's like, "Oh, sorry, boss, not Australian." <laughs> yeah, <but> not <laughs> not not Kath or Kim. Yeah, the no. common the yeah. common American and version his, of that. His uh, his eye kept twitching. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was quite good because he's clearly had far too much of his own he's work. Clearly deranged. I don't. Yes, funeral guy. Is what Funeral I described guy. under basically an undertaker makes Bruce the Willis. Bruce Willis makes the dead people look good. Yeah, and it's funny when they're at that party and yeah. he's explaining to that woman, oh, How do you do paint. it? Spray paint. And then she's like, Shocked. I'm like, Well, you asked him. Yeah. It wasn't going to be a nice story. Well, yeah, but also that's probably the nicest thing about the undertaking process. Yeah. Because I think. Undertakers, they like drain all of the blood out of the body. And yeah. we're like, but then also if you're an organ donor, all your organs are gone. Yeah. If you've had an autopsy, you've been cut open and then sewn back together. Like being spray painted is the least gross part yeah. of getting prepared for burial. Can you just not breathe? <laughs> <laughs> just sums up marriage, that, that limo scene. Yeah. Goldie Horn's comic timing is so much better than the other two. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. She's very, very good. And it was very clear that she was going to say the same thing to Meryl and then the same thing to Bruce. Yes. To play them off against each other. But it worked because Bruce Willis is pretty nothing at this point. Yeah. He's uh, just an, he's a weak... Man, it's kind of all over the place and obviously an alcoholic. Yes, we say as we both sip our cocktails. Yum, four kinds of rum. This is yum because it's essentially Malibu and pineapple. It is. Which is my favourite simple cocktail. What, like Bacardi? If somebody gave me a drink that was like Bacardi and something, I couldn't go, ooh, Bacardi. I couldn't tell you what Bacardi tastes like. No. Well, that I feel like that about most spirits. I couldn't tell you what I could gin t- tastes I could tell like. You what, I could tell you if it's gin. Gin tastes like depression. Gin that- tastes like when me and my friends go and get a gin and tonic and a vodka lime soda, and then we get it mixed up, and we go, oh, no, that's yours. Oh, That's okay. what gin tastes like in my mind. See, that's why I drink things like Malibu and things like Fireball, because they're spirits that don't just taste like alcohol. Yeah, okay. And that's why for a long time I didn't drink because everything I drank just tasted like alcohol. Okay. So Malibu and Spiced. I like the Captain Morgan modifiable. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Now a warning. <laughs> Sorry, I found that really funny. <laughs> that is like a quote that's quoted a lot. 
in. Oh, okay. Remember that for the scoring that. later. That's a one. Um, yeah, because it is a cult classic now, this movie apparently. The whole thing of how they introduce Isabella Rossellini's character and the setting and the house and everything is so good with the big house and the way she walks in and there's Robert Zemeckis's license, uh, Lightning. Mm. Yes, a bit Rocky Horror. And then there's the hot men and then there's... Fabio. Yeah, Fabio times three. Tom, Dick and Harry. Yep. And then she appears and then does her whole little spiel with her great accent. Yeah. And her tits out. And her tits out. But not because you can't see her nipples, so it's fine. So tits aren't out as long as nipples aren't out. Yeah. Hashtag free the nipple. Hashtag free the nipple. The it way is funny when she transforms after she takes it. And then her bum goes whoop. Yeah. And her boobs go whoop. Well, apparently, to make her boobs lift, her dresser stood behind her and pulled strings yeah. while they were shooting it. <laughs> so her boobs went whoop. Great. And obviously someone stood in front of her and went, whoop, and made her bum lift. Yeah, I don't know how they did that one. Probably the same Probably way. Probably some other way, yeah. The same strings they had on Angelica Houston to give her the oh, eyes shit. in Adam's family. Gosh. They, did, they do it well to make it so that at the start, Meryl's hot and Goldie's not. And then Goldie gets hot and Meryl is old. Yeah. And then they're both and hot. And then they're both hot and dead. And then Bruce Willis doesn't know where to look. Mm. And then he gets confused. So he just kills himself. But doesn't. Then the party happens. Then the party happens. There's a bit more that happens before the party. The party's before the potion. The party's before oh, the not potion. The, not oh, Isabella Rossellini's party. party. The book party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I liked when... Goldie was laying the whole plan out of how to kill Meryl. Yes. And how you're going to spike the glasses. Yep. One of each wine glass. Should be two of each wine glass. Because what if she puts out two and then the one goes to Bruce and not Meryl? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and then Bruce Willis just doesn't drink, but he's dumb, so he probably would drink. He probably would. And he's an alcoholic, so... And then she says the whole plan... And then she face plants in the soup. And then Goldie says, and then first we finish dinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's the priority. Yeah. You, gotta, you can't bury someone. You can't kill someone on an empty stomach. True. It would take a lot of effort to lift her into the car yeah. and a lot of mental energy to push someone off a cliff into yeah. Death Valley. Death Valley. It's a place. Yep. And she's wearing that red dress. Goldie. Yep. And then in the like, um, what do you call it? The sequence of imagining the yep. um, death. Then Meryl's in a red dress. Is that a dead mm. dress? I don't know. Dead ladies wear red. Yeah. That sounds like red a is the Billy Wilder movie. Yeah, it dead does. ladies wear dead red. Dead ladies wear red. Yeah, sounds like a really bad one. No. <laughs> sounds like a forties movie starring people you haven't really heard of before. Yeah, that Billy Wilder was just trying to get into films. That, that um, the studio just made Billy Wilder make because he was under a contract. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's the one that when you look across his DVD case, it's not there. It's not there. It's yeah. gentlemen prefer blondes or whatever it obviously yeah, yeah. does. Yeah, uh, some like it hot. The apartment. It's like. 
weren't you doing stuff? Didn't you do that one, something about a red nope, dress? No. Nope, nope, it was black and white. No, there was no red dresses. Uh, you're thinking of Death Becomes Her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'd ha- which Billy Wilder had nothing to do with. No. If this was made in the 60s, it would be him, though. Yeah, oh, yeah 50s, 60s, yeah. 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 yeah, it would be him and Marilyn and... Jane Russell. No, they lied Jane to each Russell? other. Jane Russell? I don't know. Not Marilyn. Oh, maybe Marilyn. No, but Marilyn wouldn't have wouldn't Marilyn wouldn't have been able to pull off looking plain like Goldie at the start. Nor would she have been able yeah, to pull off true. being a washed up, <coughs> too old movie star. Yeah, that's true. Because she, she's Marilyn she Monroe. She never was one. <laughs> yeah. She died. Uh, but she or did she? She at the party at the end. She's at the party at the end with, with Elvis and oh, James, James Dean. Dean and Greta Garbo. Were you okay with James Dean? Being there, yeah, it was kind of funny. Yeah, okay. He rocked up in the car that he died in, so maybe that was a bit, that was a that little, was a bit yeah, well, well the car. I don't know if the potion works on cars as well, Isabella Rossellini, but well, or maybe he came out of Death Valley, let's say, and wanted to buy that car again. Maybe so he got something to, to would buy you though, for him. Would you drive around in the car you fake your own death in? You didn't fake your own. Yeah, oh, you, well, you, you did in the movie version. Yeah, yeah okay. In he death fake becomes death. <laughs> He's still alive today in real life. He is in death becomes there, and he goes to Isabella Rossellini's house every year with Elvis. Yeah, and Marilyn and Andy Warhol. Yeah, and Goldie Hawn. And yeah, I was Not like Goldie Hawn. <laughs> and like... then these two random women, and then a, a failed screenwriter become author, and a yeah. failed actress, and a, and a failed plastic surgeon become like Undertaker. Undertaker. No, he didn't take the potion. He died. Well, yeah, but he was at the party. Oh yeah, true, but that's the level of celebrity that Meryl Streep, <laughs> uh, that the that Madeline Ashton and Helen, what's her face are, they're up there. They're up there with James Dean, Elvis, and Marilyn, and Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Wow! All you need to do is write one book about beauty. Yeah, she must be a good writer. Well, as well as being yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I guess so. Um, speaking of, like we said about the car, whether or not that's funny or a bit on the nose, was it a little bit too much the way Meryl teetered at the top of the stairs it for so long? very much. Yeah, I thought so. too much. And then that comes back at the end because Goldie yeah. teeters at the top, top of the stairs. I thought that was a little bit much. And the, the I didn't mind that it came and... back. Yeah. I didn't mind the joke of the stairs seeming longer than they actually are in both cases. Yes. But the teetering at the top was a little bit too much. It was a bit much. It was a bit, well, it's, yeah, it's a bit not, not I, don't, I don't want to say melodramatic. Meryl, Meryl dramatic? Meryl dramatic. She's always over the top, so. You, but like. Over the top wins you Oscars, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Um, the doctor. You boozy, flaccid <laughs> clown. <laughs> Just as dead below the waist as your patient. Your clients? Patients, whatever. Wouldn't be clients, patients. Clients? But they're dead. Anyway, so let's go back patients. and watch the movie again. I can't. I've had my 48 hours. It's up. The doctor that examines her when she's yeah. like, I have a concussion. Like, no, you got two vertebrae sticking out yeah. of your neck. <laughs> um, he's funny. And then all of a sudden, he's, he's dead. dead. That's funny. <laughs> he should have taken the potion. Sydney Pollock. Oh, that's him. Yes. But I thought... So I, this came to me halfway through. I thought from my thinking of the movie, having not seen it, that Bruce Willis was the one, 
that made mm. them stay alive. That's what I thought from seeing it once before. And then he then worked out the potion and then kept them alive. Because I thought it was just a you look young forever potion, not you will never die potion. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then obviously it's a you can never die potion. Well, I thought that he goes from plastic surgeon to wanting to keep people looking young forever, so invents a way of making people look young forever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then when in the story he ends up being like the undertaker person, yeah, I thought him preventing death was part of it more than just keeping them looking more young. More than just formaldehyde and spray paint. But then he was a flaccid clown. He was a boozy, flaccid clown. He was very flaccid character. And Meryl wished that he was one of his clients because then at least then she'd be getting something stiff. Or something would be stiff. Yeah. Other than that boy she keeps in the pool house or whatever. Yeah. Where, that was weird. Was it their pool house? No, I don't know. I think he was just some other wannabe actor. Or was it her little getaway house and he put him there? Oh, she, put she him was there. like, yeah. Stay here on the proviso that you don't have any sex with anyone but me. Yeah. Which that he didn't. Never do. No. Sorry, Mel. Their nicknames are Mad and Hell. Mad. Very hell. clever. Because they're mad. Mad as hell. As hell. Um, in the waiting room of the hospital, it's quite funny. Did you recognize your tennis racket? Yes, yes, I did. <laughs> I never ended up in hospital with a broken tennis racket. Uh, I just had to retire some uh, sporting equipment over the journeys. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's kind of funny. One possible mistake after Goldie gets shotgunned through the guts. Yes, didn't she land yep. face down? No, or face, face up. Face. Well, that's what because she was. She landed facing... on her back in the water. That's what I thought. But then but then she, she was face down in the water. Yeah. Unless she landed in the water, then hit the bottom, and then spun around. I'm just making shit up. No. I agree that it's a mistake as well. Sorry. I think because it was like... Sorry, Bob Z. I think because then the way they wanted her to put her head up from that shot, she yeah. had to be face down. Yeah. So just get her to be like, just oh, I fucking hate you. And turn around. Swear. Turn around and then get shot in the back. Yeah. That's a bit low for Meryl. But she does hate her. And it's Meryl. Mm. Um, I sl- didn't get the, you know, and she it, Bruce Willis goes down to the morgue. Yep. To get Meryl out of the drawer. Um, Meryl can't work out that she's cold and in a cave that she's in the morgue. Yeah. I don't know. Um and then there's, he walks past these like f- weird floating nuns in the I didn't hallway, them. and then there, there were these four nuns, and they were just kind of like floating. I'm like, what is the point of that? Oh, Does I that, must have been writing to, a note. Is that meant to mean something? It was weird. Anyway, were they actually it. floating or just walking smoothly? It looked like they were just like like on hoverboards or something, like the penguin in Blues Brothers. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. The slapstick stuff of them fighting is good. Yeah. They're bonking on the head. I won't talk to you until you fix your head. And she's trying to fix it, but her neck's broken. Yeah. And then she throws the stick at her, but it goes through the hole in her guts. Yeah. And then when she goes to sit down on the couch again, yeah. she sits around the stick. Like yeah. She sits the, stick the stick comes up through her guts. That's good effects. Yeah. 
because really the hole in her guts is just green. It's just yeah. green screen. Yeah. But for the stick to come up through her guts and is clever. When like Meryl's talking to her and she says, I can see right through you, ha uh-huh. uh-huh, yeah. ha. And then like looks through her hole. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and she's like, I wouldn't wear a bikini for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he does a good job of fixing them up, though. Except that they peel straight away. Yeah, it, they, it doesn't last very long. Well, I don't think it's meant to. It's probably just meant to last for the hour that a funeral service goes for. Yeah, until you chuck them in the fire or the ground. Or the ground, and then it doesn't yeah. matter. Then we get to the party. What would you be doing that you have paint on your hands? Painting? Oh, you're probably the wrong person to ask. But say you're leaving your house... Yeah. Right? I do leave my house occasionally. You, that like, you know, is it like, and you're packing up all your stuff and you're leaving. Yeah, yeah. Was one of the, the most important things you're going to take is your dartboard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know why it needed to be a thing. He had like, when because he, got, he throws like, the knife. And he dartboard and then he packs and they go to the suitcase and he puts the dartboard in. I'm like, why does that got to have to do with the dartboard? I don't think he needed to pack the dartboard, but him throwing the knives at the dartboard comes back later. When he throws the knife at the light switch in the pool room. Oh, that's true. Not the pool room. Not the pool room, but which is where you the room where the pool is. The room where a pool is. Yeah. Not a pool table. Not a pool table. Yeah. Not where you play pool. It's where you swim in the pool. Where the pool is, not where the pool is played. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Good. (laughs) We're on the same page. Cut that out for a TikTok. Yeah. That then there's the party. Liesel's party. With let's get some funny. Let's get some gags in here about about celebrities that are dead. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, and remember the golden rule, don't let people see you. Oh. And then they go, oh, that's Elvis. Oh, Austin mm. Butler. And then yeah. you, one coming up. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. She says when she's peeling, who's going to fix this? I'm like, well, who's fixed Marilyn for the last 40 years? No, but they didn't die. I'm sure. I'm sure some one of them have died. Well, because because they, they don't age, but they don't die. What? Because you what you you wouldn't die from old age. So unless you die in a traumatic circumstance, like getting hit with a shovel or getting shot in the stomach with a shotgun, then or you falling don't die. Down one to three flights of stairs. Yeah. So you're not dying. So you don't need so they to don't be have fixed to, because you're always the same. So of all of Isabella Rossellini's clients, only the two least famous ones yeah. have been dumb enough to actually die. That's correct. Okay, that's fine. Yep. Yeah. He should have taken the job with Isabella Rossellini. Oh yeah, because not only maybe this is just me thinking as a business person. Not only do you get to live forever. You get to live forever and your network of people that live forever are people like James Dean and Marilyn Monroe and Andy Warhol and Elvis. But does that outweigh you have to deal with Meryl and Goldie forever? But... I I should use their character names. (laughs) If... Well, I don't remember names. I've just watched a hundred hours of Stranger Things. I actually only know (laughs) two of the kids' names. Will and Eleven. Yeah, that's all I know, and yeah. I haven't watched any of it. <laughs> and Steve. Steve. And, but, like, Isabella Rossellini will pay you a lot of money Yeah. to make sure that any of her clients that do actually die 
you still can look be good. there. Yeah, you can be there. So if you painter. are worth that much money, yeah, you can say fuck off to the two least famous people on the books. Yeah, or you, you get could the have control. been like Isabella. I will, if you, you get rid of these yeah, two. Reverse this. Give them the reverse. Potion. Actually, kill them somehow. She'd have a reverse potion. She'd have some antidote. She'd have to. It would be in. Um, it'd be irresponsible if she didn't. Yeah, that's true. How um, overall, mm. it was okay. I thought it was funny, but it was clearly meant to be over the top, stupid slapstick comedy. Yeah, I feel like they. I feel like they could have gone a little bit further with that. Yeah. I don't know. I I didn't. I feel like there was also almost too much backstory, and then from when they just dead, want to kill them when they're dead to the end was like not as much as yeah, the movie as the I thought. The fight between Mad and Hell mm. to the end is not very long, and they they become friends very quickly when they're like, "I'm going to kill you," and then oh blah 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 blah. They're not friends though. No, they're not. They're, they're just frenemies. Frenemies. And they're just friends out of necessity. Yeah. Then they fall into a million pieces at the bottom of the stairs. Which is quite stupid. At the end. They're not getting put back together. Imagine coming out of that funeral. Yeah, you're traumatised because your grandfather died. And then you walk out and there's a, these two smashed up people on the ground that are still alive and talking. You'd be more traumatised. It's like the end of Terminator. When the T-1000 explodes into all those bits. Yeah. But this is obviously well before that movie came out. Well, it came out after the... Terminator 2 came out out after Death Becomes Her. Nah. Yeah, it did. Nah. Terminator 2 came out much later. Terminator 2 came out in 1991. You reckon? Yeah. Terminator 2 Judgment Day came out in 1991. Yeah. You're right. I thought it was later. But... Is that set in the present? There's a big gap. Because this is then like 2059 or something. Or 20... Oh, that's true. So this is the future. Terminator 2... Had had whatever the kid, Connor, birthed himself of his father yet? I tell you, if I was Linda Hamilton, I would be contacting Google because the photo that comes up for her does not look good. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Terminator 2 is set in the year 1995, oh, okay. which is still before the funeral scene. Yes, <laughs> well before. Um, um, he did be co-on after, so after he fucked off um, Goldie and Merrill, he did become quite successful. But then he's like... And opened Mel, his um, marriage counselling and study of women. The funeral guy, though, let's call him a priest, Yep, says... We don't know anything about him before he turned 50. Like, it's a bit strange. Why? Yeah. Because it's only really that week of yes. shit that's <laughs> fucked up with <laughs> Marilyn Goldie. If you Googled him. Yeah. Because in whatever year it is, meant to be 2029. There was Google. Google. Yep. If it's still be around. I'm assuming it's still going to be around in seven years. 2029 is the year that um, the T-1000 came back in time from. Ooh. You just pulled that out of your head and it was on my screen right now. And then some of this was set on the day that Marty McFly went back to the future in 1985. 
No, it wasn't. It was like October 26, 1985. Same lightning storm. Exactly. Obviously. And it's in Save the Clock Tower. That's in California, Hill That's Valley. That's in California. The and whole so is Los Angeles. Death Valley, Hill Valley, Death a lot Valley, of valleys. Hill Valley, California. When a thunderstorm happens, it happens in all of California every time. This was not said in 1985. Helen, oh, some of it Hel- was. No, Helen drinks the potion on October 26, 1985. This is the present date that the date Marty goes back in time and back to the future. Oh, I love that shit. Mm. So there's a thunderstorm. We don't know if there's a thunderstorm when Meryl drinks the potion. But the thunderstorm in Back to the Future isn't on October 26, 1985. That's a sunny day. That's true because he's skateboarding around. Yep. The thunderstorm in Back to the Future happens on November 5th, 1955. That's true. Which could be the day exactly that James Dean had the potion. Uh, No, because he died before that. Okay. Marilyn Monroe? She died after that. So could she have had the potion in 1955? If she waited like seven years to then fake her own death and after she slept with the the president. The contract is 10 years. That's true. So maybe she got the seven-year itch. Got the seven-year itch. Hey! She got the seven-year itch from JFK. And then, ooh. oh, dear. Let's hope she didn't get any itches so from JFK. Bruce Willard, Bruce Willis, Bruce yep. Willard um, suggested two ideas for the title of the film. Right? Oh, yeah. So how do you think the film would go if it was called It's Death, Baby? Oh, dear, Bruce. I hope that's one of the first things you forget. Or, oh, God. <laughs> I think it'll be the whole 10 yards. Or <laughs> could have been that all the, all the eight movies that were nominated for Razzies yeah. last year. Or My Man Death. Shit ass. My Man Death makes no sense. My Man Death makes Bruce Willis the person who kills them, which he does with Meryl. But it, it doesn't make sense. My death, It's Death Baby is also a shit name. Yeah. Stick to acting, Bruce, is what Robert Zemeckis probably said to him in 1991. Just focus on your lines, Bruce. Yeah, just focus on that wig. Yeah. Baby. Baby. It's death, baby. You're on 30 facts you didn't know about Terminator 2. That's still open on my Google. (laughs) Um, It's not as good as everyone thinks it is? No, that's not. It's better than Terminator 1. I just got cancelled. It is better than Terminator 1. That's a movie that I reckon I've seen Terminator 2... 50 times more than I've seen Terminator 1. Yeah, I think in my life I've only seen Terminator 1 once. I couldn't tell you the storyline of Terminator 1. The Terminator comes back to kill Sarah. Kill, no, that's the second one. No, the Terminator comes back to kill Sarah Connor is first. The Terminator come back to kill John Connor oh, is two. Sarah Connor. Doesn't he? He looks up Sarah Connor and then goes to kill someone. That's in one. That's in two, isn't it? When he's looking through the phone book, Sierra Garner. No, he's he's he comes back to kill. Okay. No, no. When we do Terminator, <laughs> in Terminator One, the robots send back Arnie to kill Sarah Connor, right? But John Connor sends back a man who finds Sarah Connor, falls in love with her, and fathers John Connor. So that's time issue. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Terminator Two. Happens later. Terminator comes back in time. T-1000. No, yeah. I think what you're thinking 
Terminator 2, Arnie comes back and tries to find Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. Yes. Yeah. We think he's bad, but he's not. Oh, that's right. John Connor and yeah. his band of out, plucky band of outlaws yeah. have commandeered bunch of outlaws, yeah. yeah. Have commandeered some T one hundreds or whatever Arnie is. Yeah. And made them good. And made them protector terminators. But then the robots okay. send back the T one thousand, Robert Patrick. Yeah. To kill John Connor. John Connor. Because he starts the uprising against the machines. There you go. That's it. And then the guy blows up the whole building. Cause he blows up Skynet. And then Arnie yes. stands at the window with the shot with the shooting gun. Yeah, yeah. That bit, yeah. And Arnie stands there and, and it's shoots. the end of the world and she's in an asylum asylum. And they go to the border of Mexico. Okay. Do we need to are we t- <laughs> See we I could And then he falls in a fat of lava and dies. And then there's a scene where he pulls a gun out of a box of roses. But I couldn't tell you anything about Terminator 1. <laughs> you just gave me the whole plot of Terminator 2. But could tell you just the basic start of Terminator. The premise. The first one. The premise. Should we go into T1? the plot of Terminator 3? Rise no. of the Machines. No. Is that the one with the woman Terminator in it? Yeah. Um, Amber. No, not Amber. What's it? Um, There's one with Sam Worthington Sam, in it. I think that's the third one. Terminator Salvation. No, that's the fourth one. That has Sam Worthington in it. Yeah. Terminator... Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, has a girl in it, I think. Yeah. And then there's a Terminator recent one. And then there's Expendables 3 (laughs) that has (laughs) Arnie in it. So Terminator 84, Terminator 2, 91, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, 2003, Terminator Salvation, Sam Worthington, 2009, Terminator Genesis has a woman and Arnie in it. Terminator Dark Fate, 2019, Linda Hamilton's back. Oh, that's right. I remember seeing ads Okay, Should we go back to talking about Death Becomes Her and look at some Google reviews? Yeah, all right. Let's have our break um, so we can all get over the fact that we talked about the Terminator for five minutes of our Death Becomes Her episode. Bruce Willis isn't even in a Terminator movie. But Six Degrees, degrees they're in Expendables. Expendables. Let's take our break. We'll be back. Uh, with some reviews from Google after this. Let's have a chat. An open, honest chat. Join best mates Lee and Jeff as they strip back everything, literally and figuratively, to have an open conversation about life. No pants, no problems. Make sure you subscribe on your favourite platform so you don't miss an episode. Join the conversation by following us on Facebook and Twitter at No Pants Pod. All right. Reviews. Brett's going to do the fives. I'm going to do... I couldn't find any ones, so I'm doing two stars from the Google. I'll give you a one star. I have enjoyed this movie ever since I watched it with my mum when I was 10 years old. We both loved its dark comedy. One of my favourite things about this movie is Bruce Willis. How did he ever get John McClane to wear a cardigan and loafers? <laughs> Lol, he's fantastic in this film. I point out Bruce Willis because I own, love and have watched all the Die Hard movies a hundred times. Oh, Fucking hell. Should but, there have been a comma in that sentence? Probably. Yep. But his character in this movie is so different from his role in Die Hard. He... He plays in Death Becomes Her flawlessly. 
Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn are always fun to watch. <laughs> the two actual stars the of the two, film. Yeah, the two stars of the film, Soz. Uh, David said, too black a comedy. Actually surprising it's a Zemeckis film. Watchable drama, nothing great. Oh. Yeah, that's probably the most sensible review we've ever read out. True. I remember watching this as a little girl and I loved it. I know, this is a horror film and showing this to a small child isn't the picture-perfect thing to do, but I watched it like once a week. I want to watch it again. I haven't watched it in years and I'm still looking for it in my parents' movies. I thought it was such a weird and unique movie, which is my favourite kind of film. I would watch this any day less than three. I think I watched it at the age of nine. It was already a very old movie already. And I was staying at my aunt's during the time of the filming of finding this movie. She knew I liked kinds of movies and pulled. she pulled it out of the shelf and asked me if I wanted to watch it. I read the back and agreed. I freaking loved it. Greater than W, less than. Okay. I'm going to read another two-star review. Uh, and then I'm going to I'm going to add a new segment, which I'm just throwing on. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> throwing this on you now. But the one star review. I'm going to IMDb to find a one star review. This title just says "Ugly Little Annoying Story." Oh God! It's like sinner antimonyms. I had high hopes for this movie, but if you have seen the trailer, you have seen the best parts. I love the special effects and hated everything else. Weak, vain, petty, stupid is how I would describe them. Yeah, well, that's the point. Yeah. It would have been great to see a character with at least one redeeming quality. Basically, I would have been happy to see all of them die. Well, the point is that they don't. I'm very fond of Goldie Horn, but she couldn't begin to save this film. Zero stars for this one. I'd give it a minus star if that was possible. Oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah. Taking the stars away. Give us one more five star, and then I'm going to introduce you live as we record to the new segment I've decided. People who don't like this movie are people who literally have low IQ. The movie is satirically made to mock people who change their looks to get different kind of extension. Yo, this natural bodies. What? I don't know. Thinking it will make them more attractive. Just remember, this was made in 1992, way before the Kardashians. <laughs> God. Is he implying that the Kardashians have had oh. Isabella Rossellini's potion? Oh. Now, we love Karens. Oh, God. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And a few weeks ago, looking at another film, I discovered a website that is dedicated to Karen parents reviewing movies. Oh, great. Okay. Commonsensemedia.org. Okay, great. Okay. So you can go on there if you are a parent. And the it's like a Rotten Tomatoes, but for parents. For, for, okay. So Common Sense says this is for 13 plus. Yep. And the experts give it four stars. The, the, on the web, the experts. The Common Sense Media experts give okay. it four stars. Right. Parents give it an average of three, and they say 13 plus. And the reviews go like this. Loved it, but not for my kids. Goldie Horn's character spends like a full minute whispering sexual, sensual, sexy, sex, sex, sex. 
into a man's ear. The part where Meryl Streep visits her young boyfriend as he's zipping up his pants and there's a naked girl in his room. Ugh. (laughs) Ugh. Thanks to this movie and common sense media's lack of information, I let my kids watch this and now I'm going to face some questions I wasn't ready for. Oh, God. (laughs) Jenna says, two stars, Wish I had known about the extent of the nudity in this film before watching it. Two to three different instances of female buttocks in non-sexual situations. They're good female, like Isabella Rossellini's buttocks. If you're yeah. going to see buttocks on film, yeah, make it a good they're one. They're the ones to see. And one very long, like four to five minute scene where a character is only wearing a chunky necklace for a top <laughs> that doesn't leave much to the imagination. She had pasties on. Lots of side shots of her breasts throughout as well. That's true. The movie did have a few comical moments, but overall lacked characters with any kind of morals. And the weak positive message tacked on at the end couldn't justify the 90 minutes I spent watching it. And the CGI is pretty terrible. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I think Jenna side. missed the fact that uh, it wasn't computer-generated imagery in 1992. Some of it was. I not think. like it's CGI now. Yeah, not like... This is pre-Jurassic Park CGI, all right? Yeah, yeah. You have to, that's how we're judging CGI. Okay, that's the turning point. So that's yeah. common sense media. That's great. So we're going to enjoy some more oh, Karen reviews from here on out. Too much side boob for Jenna. Well, Jenna's not a fan of the side boob. But like, you know, in The Family Guy, when Peter Griffin has his own TV show or TV channel, yeah, um, he has side boob hour. <laughs> and just goes through showing side boob. So, it's so common sense media puts it thirteen plus. The rating is PG thirteen. So yeah, so it's already rated that. that so if you're a parent that's was taking it, to blaming them. common sense media for letting my kids watch it. Like mm. no, it's PG thirteen. Yeah, but also it's just boobs. It's just side boob. You don't even see any nipple. But also, why is that girl naked in that boy's house? Like well, oh, so what? Just because they are, were they going to ask? If the, if your kid is watching this movie and the takeaway of questions is about the naked women, they miss the point of the movie. Yeah, and maybe they do have a low IQ, like this person said before, <laughs> like the Kardashians. They should be asking, "Mummy, can I shoot you in the stomach?" Yeah. That's what I'd be concerned about. Mummy, has Daddy ever pushed you down the stairs? Mummy, what's a plastic surgeon? Mummy. What's flaccid? <laughs> oh. Did I cry? No. No. We're into the Chad Esming quote. Okay, Chad Esming quote. Didn't, didn't cry. cry. It's not a crying movie. Huge houses. Huge house. It's a three. Three. Yeah. Arousal. It's... Uh, There's lots of side boob. There's lots of arousal. Bruce Willis is pretty horny. Yeah. He's horny for both of them at and some And everyone is pretty movie. sensual. Sexy, sex, sexy. A bit of arousal towards Isabella Rossellini. By Fabio. Maybe a three and a half. Is that there's too no, low? There's no sex in it. There's no but sexual... Every, it's all about being sexy. And there's no even like pregnancy, the outcome of sexual intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> all of these people were birthed though at some point. Yeah. Well, she has to be arousing, Isabella. Rosalina yes. has to be arousing to sell her product. 
And the whole thing is about what. So you saying she's basically sensual. an Abercrombie and Fitch model? Yeah, yeah. Three and a half, I'm happy with. Yeah. I didn't see any Coke or Pepsi. Sydney Pollock was the doctor, and he came in to see her drinking a red can. Okay. I am unsure if that is Coke or Dr Pepper. I'm giving it. But a is Coke. it enough for me to give a Coke on the score? Al- he's an alcoholic. He's an alcoholic. There's a lot of drinking. Okay, so it's a f- three and a half. Does potion count as alcohol? <laughs> no. Okay. But you say three and a half. alcohol can make people look better. True. Alcohol. But not forever. No, true. <laughs> um, Just until you wake up the next morning. Or even later that night. I'm saying three and a half because it's only one character. But there's drinking at the party. That's incidental drinking. That's not incidental plot. drinking. It's not plot driven drinking. Okay. I so would say a four. Oh, three and a half is fine. I'm give it I'm happy to give it a three point seven five. No, we'll give it a three and a half. <laughs> That's fine. Um how well does it stand up? I think it stands up pretty I think well. It stands up pretty well. The story's good. The acting's good. The CGI, the CGI and the effects and stuff is pretty good. I'd say a f- Yeah, I'm four. giving it a four. Yeah. Um, this is going to score higher. It's going to scoring pretty good so far. Yeah, I know. It's All gonna... you need to score well is on this thing is horny alcoholics with a big house. Yeah, that may have some sort of emotional impact and a couple of good lines in there. <laughs> That's all you need. Memorability. I've never seen it. I, I. It's memorable. Like I remember the bits of when they are dead. Out. You know what I mean? Like the getting shot in the stomach and that falling down the stairs and the slapstick fight with the shovels and her breaking her neck and everything. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of the rest of the story though. I feel like three. I'm going to give it a three because I feel like I'm going to remember similar to you. Now a warning. Sorry, that's quotability. Yeah, we've got two more to go through before we get to quotability impact. I think it could have had impact on the CGI, special effectsy kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, it didn't introduce us to anybody. It's not. It is. Is it a bit like in pop culturey kind of thing? I'm gonna give it a just a solid two and a it's half. It's a pretty culty movie. I think it probably gave us Zemeckis can do more than Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. And. Bruce Willis can do more than John McClane. Yeah. And Meryl can do more than like Sophie's Choice. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a three. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Nostalgia. I do remember a bit of it from watching it as a kid. Well, I'm going to give it a one. I'm going to give it a two. Okay, a long two. <laughs> yeah, I was almost going to say it a half, but I'm like, nah, two. Quotability, I, I'm going to give it a one because I don't think I can quote anything from I'll it. I'll give it a two as well. Now a warning. There's a hole in my stomach. Boozy, flaccid clown. Going to use that a lot now. Yep. I've worked Overall, out from all these movies, going to pick up an insult that I'm going to bring into my life. Oh, okay. apparently I insult people and, all the time. And dude it up, egg sucking gutter trash. Yeah, yeah. And a boozy, flaccid boozy, clown. Boozy, flaccid clown. We should do, you know, remember when the internet first came out and you would just go onto websites and it would be a random something generator? We should make okay. a website random insult, movie insult generator. Okay. 
where you just click and it's your favorite insult from each movie that we review. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're not going to do that. No. Don't get your hopes up, listeners. <laughs> Overall, out of five, I'm going to give it a 3.25. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Okay. I think it's very good. Like the effects are good. The acting's good. I laughed a lot. It started strong on the scoring and then faded at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked it. I'd watch it again. Um, and hey, any movie where Meryl Streep dies is a plus for me. And where that'll someone give you calls ha- Meryl Streep awful. Point. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the totals. I think it's going to be better than Con Air. Yeah. So the uh, Chad score was a 12. Mm-hmm. Three, six and a half, and five and a half is twelve. Uh, and oh, this is an old sheet that I copied. Hang on, yeah, all right, okay. I'm going to be no, no. doing this from the future. Overall, the Chad score it's great is twelve. It. Yes, okay, yeah. Yep. The S Minquos combined is thirty-two point two five. So overall. It's 44.25. Oh, that's pretty good. Which puts it between Wayne's World and 12 Angry Men. Wow. Okay. In the fourteenth, uh, 12th spot. 12th or 13th. I can't do maths, obviously. That's why I do spreadsheets. Yeah, cool. So it's uh, much better than Conair. Better than Fern Gully and Wayne's World. That's true. Not as good. Not as 12 as Angry as... Men or The Princess Bride. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, okay. That yeah. makes sense. We can, if it's unfortunate, we can go back and dodge the scores. Yeah, it's all right. I give Princess Bride a zero. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Drink Cinema. Uh, make sure you've hit subscribe and all that stuff and get onto our new podcast, the Odd Socks Entertainment Podcast, if you want to keep up with all of what's going on in the world of entertainment. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Lee. Jeez. Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Drink Cinema. Make sure you've subscribed so you don't miss any future episodes. Please share with a friend and leave a rating and review. It goes a long way to help us reach a bigger audience. This show is produced by Odd Socks Entertainment. For more of Odd Socks Entertainment's work, including the show notes for this episode, follow the link in this episode description. Follow us on all your social platforms and join our Facebook group to connect with us. Thanks for listening. Happy watching and drink responsibly. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. If you'd like to support us further, head over to patreon.com slash twodrinkcinema. As a patron, you gain access to exclusive bonus episodes and can contribute to the making of Two Drink Cinema. The support of our patrons can help us go from a D-grade flop to a box office blockbuster. Patreon.com forward slash twodrinkcinema. Cheers. Cheers.